throughout the Bible, God calls us to be holy as I am holy. But what exactly does that mean? To many people, holiness means them trying to live in their own strength the most perfect and godlike life they possibly can. Yet in the Bible, the Hebrew and Greek words for holy simply mean to be set apart for God. Something is holy when it is set apart for God's own use. So when God calls us to be holy as he is holy, he's calling for every part of our lives and everything in our lives to be set apart for him and his use alone. And the point is that that is impossible for us to do on our own without God. God is the only one who can make us holy. God can do the impossible and through what he did by Jesus dying on the cross, God has enabled a way for us to be made holy. For God has enabled a way for us to live our lives such that every part of it and everything in our lives is set apart for him and his purposes alone. To help us understand that God is the only one who makes us holy, the Bible sometimes uses the picture of the potter and the clay. In this image, God is the master potter and we, his people, are the lump of clay who God is lovingly and currently moulding and shaping into the earthen vessels that he always wanted us to become before the creation of the world. So can you see that the idea that we can make ourselves holy is as ludicrous as this lump of clay saying to the potter that it will somehow make itself into this earthen vessel. It's impossible. It's not in the nature of this lump of clay to be able to do that. Only the potter has the skill and the patience and the gentleness and the ability and the loving kindness to convert this lump of clay into a clay pot. And only God has the patience and the skill and the ability and the nature and the loving kindness and the grace to convert us into the earthen vessels that he wants us to become. And the first thing that the potter does when he picks up that lump of clay is that he sets it apart for himself. He set it apart for himself and for his purposes. In biblical speak, he has made it holy. And yet, at the same time, it's still very much a lump of clay. The potter has an awful lot of work to do before he moulds it and shapes it into the finished article, before he moulds it and shapes it into the pot that he wants it to be. And so, with our Christian lives, the very instant we ask Jesus into our life, God, in his loving kindness, picks us up in his hands and he sets us apart for himself and for his purposes. God, the very instant we become a Christian, makes us holy. 
And yet, at the same time, we're still very much a lump of clay. We're still very much a, a work in progress. We're still very much a lot of work for God to do in molding and shaping us until every part of our lives and everything in our lives is set apart for him and him only. God the master potter will only complete our holiness in heaven, but unto then we can rejoice that God has made us holy at the same time as he is making us holy. But what is God's purpose in making us holy? Well, let's take this flower pot here and put it along this flower pot. You see, here are some flower pots. They are different from one another. They are unique. They'll end up in a, a different location, some in a home or an office or uh, a school or, or wherever. But the potter designed them for a similar purpose. They were designed to display something that is put within them. They are designed to display something more beautiful than themselves. Of themselves, they have no particular beauty. But what is put within them is the beauty. They are designed as flower pots to have plants put in them. And these plants will grow and they will produce flowers and they will produce seeds that produce more plants. And so in our Christian lives, God is making us holy for the similar purpose. Yes, we are different. Yes, we are different from one another and we are unique from one another. And God has made us as the master potter completely different from each other. And he will place us in different locations. He will place us in offices and, and, and schools and, and homes and, and wherever. But the purpose is the same. And the purpose is to display the beauty of what he places inside us. Of ourselves, we have no real beauty. Uh, Isaiah tells us that all our righteousness, all our attempts at making ourselves holy are as filthy rags. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 tells us that we are like common clay jars. But we carry this glorious treasure within us, which is the immeasurable power in us so that we can display God to the world, that the power within us will be seen as God's and not ours. You see, the immeasurable power that God has put in us through his Holy Spirit is so that he can transform us into the image of his Son, so that we can display Jesus to the world around us. So God is making us holy in order that we display the infinite beauty of Jesus to the world around us. But how is he making us holy? Well, at every stage of the pottery process, the master potter knows exactly what he has to do to mold and shape the clay so that it becomes the finished article. All the clay has to do is to work with the potter by letting him mould and shape it into what he wants it to become.
And so in our Christian lives, God knows exactly what he is doing, down to the finest detail of everything that is happening in our lives so that he is moulding and shaping us into the finished vessels that he wants us to become. And all that we have to do is to work with the potter, to partner with the potter by letting him mould and shape us into the earthen vessels he wants us to be. What we have to do is to trust the potter to partner with the potter, that he knows exactly what he is doing, that he who began this gracious work in you will faithfully complete the maturing process until the unveiling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our role is to trust the potter, to partner with the potter every step of the way. And the first step in the pottery process is that the potter centers the lump of clay on this potter's wheel. If the potter, if the clay is not centered, it will go wobbly and out of shape. The clay needs to be centered at all times for the potter to be able to work it and mold it and shape it into what he wants it to become. And if it does get off center, the potter needs to recenter it back onto what it, onto the this exact center of his potter's wheel. And so, with our Christian walk, the instant we take Jesus into our lives, God centers us on Christ. But we need to have Christ at the center of all our life, not just some of it all of it. Jesus needs to be not just our saviour, but our Lord and saviour. We need to partner with the potter to ensure that Jesus is the centre of our lives all day, every day. In John chapter 17, Jesus says that he set himself apart so that we could be made holy by him, our holy sacrifice, by living lives that are dedicated, fully dedicated to God, Christ-centered lives. Jesus came down to earth and picked up our humanity and got his hands dirty in the process. But the purpose was that he would center us firmly on himself, that he would make us holy by centering us on himself so that God could then mold us and shape us and convert us into the earthen vessels that he always wanted us to become. And there may be times when we allow ourselves to go off center, where we allow ourselves that Christ isn't the centre of our lives, that we have self-centeredness in our lives. But at that time, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to listen to the promptings of God. We need to partner with the potter and let him recenter us back onto himself. 
so that Christ is the centre of our lives again. In Jeremiah chapter 18, the clay pot and the that the potter is making, which is God's children of Israel, it isn't working out as he wants it to become. But the potter doesn't throw the clay out. He doesn't discard it and start with a new lump. No, he gently picks it up in his hands and he moulds it and he squeezes it and he reshapes it and he puts it back down firmly onto the centre of his potter's wheel and then he starts to work with it again. And that's what God wants us to do when we have got off centre, to listen to his Holy Spirit and to let the Holy Spirit recenter us back onto Christ and his work for us again. You see, only when our hearts are soft and malleable and pliable can they potter work with us. He cannot work with hardened clay. Hardened clay, he can't shape it. He can't do anything with it. He needs our hearts to be soft. And how he softens our hearts and how the potter softens the clay is that he pours water on it. And as the water soaks into the pores of the clay, so it becomes soft and malleable and it's pliable in his hands. And in the Bible, the water is a symbol of God's Holy Spirit and of the word of God working in our lives. And for God to make us holy, we need to be soft. We need to have the water of God's word speaking to us and through us and in us. We need to let the water of God's word soak into every pore so that God can shape us and mould us into what he wants us to be. We need the water of God's word to cleanse us. Ephesians 5 tells us that Christ died so that he could make us holy by setting us apart for himself. He could make us clean by the washing of us by the word. We need to let God's word wash us and make us clean then we are soft and malleable and pliable in his hands. We need to let God's word speak to us. We need to let God's word and Jesus's own words of not my will, but your will be done, Lord, be part of every part of our lives. We need to be able to let partner with the potter and pray that prayer of David in Psalm 139, where he says this, that God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. 
see if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. You see, there may be times when our lives and our hearts are hardened to God, where we bits of our lives that we don't want God to move or soften or, 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 or mold or shape. But that's the very time when we need to let the water of God's word soak into us. That's the very time when we need to pray Psalm 139 all the more. It's the very time we need to partner with God like David did when he messed up and, pr and pray as he did in Psalm 51. He says, I know how you delight to set your truth deep in my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart and teach me wisdom. Purify my conscience. Make the, this leper clean again. Wash me and in your love until I am pure in heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness and my song of joy will return. It's during this process of letting God soften our hearts by his word that the potter can mould and shape us into what he wants to be. And during this process, the potter removes those bits of clay that aren't necessary, those bits of clay that he never wanted to be there in the first place, those bits of clay that weren't part of the final article, those bits of clay that he never intended for us to have. And so God, as he molds us gently and softly in his hands, removes those bits of clay from us that really weren't his in the first place, the bits that he never really wanted us to have, the bits that aren't of him, and so that he can work with the clay that he wants, the clay that displays his beauty. You see, it's during this process that the word washes our hands clean. In Psalm 24, he says, Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of the Lord? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those whose hands are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are are sure. And as we work with the potter to let him mould us and trim us and form us into only what he wants to take in to this final vessel. And yeah, this process of trimming can be arduous and slow and painful at times, and yet we can be confident that the master potter will one day finish us, his masterpiece. He will complete us. And the final part 
of the pottery process is when the potter puts his masterpiece in the glaze kiln. And glazing is the process where it finishes, completes all that the potter wanted. It seals the pot. It allows the true artistry and beauty of what the potter has made to be displayed forever. And so, you see, this moulding and shaping that God is doing in our lives and this life is only a foretaste of what God has for us in the future. One day he's going to complete us. One day we will in heaven be displayed as the finished article, the beautiful glazed article that displays his artistry and his beauty for eternity. But we've not been put in the kiln yet. There is still time for us to partner with the potter. There is still time for us to partner with the potter so that he takes what he wants, the pot that he intends to go into that kiln. The, to paraphrase um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 and verses 12 and 13, to allow God to mould us and shape us into the pots that he wants so that we go into that kiln with his gold and his silver and his precious stones that will endure the flames of, of the kiln rather than the wood and the straw and the clay that represents our own lives. You see, there is still time to work with the potter. There is still time to partner with the potter so that we leave this life knowing that we have accomplished everything that the potter wanted us to do before he puts us in the kiln. However, the time is short. Will you partner with the potter? Will you partner with God as he makes you holy? Will you partner with God by letting him make you holy? Will you partner with God by letting him soften your heart through the, his word? Will you partner with God while he trims and takes off all the hardness of our lives? Will you partner with God while he makes us into the vessels he wants us to be, the vessels that he wants to take into that kiln? Will you partner with God and let God make you holy?